0: I am so excited to share with you that doors to the captivating Courtship Code 2.0 Mastermind Accelerator are finally open. Yes, we are enrolling right now for our spring cohort, which kicks off in February 2023 our new program kicks off with a three-day live event weekend in atlanta georgia where we dive into everything that you need to know about the new ccc 2.0 program plus lots of other fun workshops and networking and bonding that i just can't wait to meet you and partake in with you this 12-month accelerator is going to help high achieving women who are committed to being committed You're going to discover how to connect, court, and commit to the right ready man in the next 12 months. And this is the first time ever that I'm offering this type of promise. We promise to help you to attract a partner, or we will coach you for free until you do. That is our dedication to our clients. And we have never made this level of guarantee and promise ever in our time of coaching. I'm so excited to be able to work with a small group of women in a very intimate coaching environment to help them to achieve their relationship goals in a short amount of time. And I wanna work with you, only if you are fully committed to being committed and you are ready to get started now. If so, and you wanna know if you're the right fit for this program, then complete an application, book your call, and then complete the red flag assessment score. On the call, we're going to get very clear on where you are in your love life right now, where you want to be in the next 12 months, and if you are the best fit for CCC 2.0. Because we're only taking five women into the program, if you are serious and committed and you want 2023 to be your year, this is your opportunity to decide now. Go to captivatingcourtship.com coaching, complete the application, and book your consultation. We will close doors as soon as spots are filled, and we will not be taking any more women in until our next cohort in 2023. I look forward to speaking with you, and I can't wait to help you attract your partner. Hello and welcome to this bonus episode of the Courtship Code Podcast. I've been meaning to put up this episode for some time. I did a story on my Instagram about the common behaviors or the common traits that successful students of the Captivating Courtship Code have when they are in the coaching program. And I didn't get a chance to put this up, so I'm doing it now, but I decided to kind of give it a twist and to talk about 10 mistakes that clients make when they are in coaching. And I wanted to focus on that because in order to talk about success and what successful clients do, it's almost like the end result, right? Where if you're not aware and if you're in coaching or thinking about joining coaching and you're not fully aware of what you may be doing that's hindering your growth, then it can be really easy to convince yourself that you're doing the things that's going to give you success. I don't know if that makes sense to you, but it makes sense to me in my brain. <laughs> and trust me, I understand. So I wanted to share this with you and I wanted to be really open and transparent. So if you are deciding or considering, or if you're currently in coaching, you need to self-assess and check yourself with these things to pay attention to, are you showing up and making these mistakes when it comes to the coaching process. Now I literally just jumped off of a Monday coffee chat for today in the CCC community in the Captivating Courtship Code community and I am just going to say my heart is so full right now which is what motivated me and made me feel energized to finally put out this bonus podcast episode because just has some really positive news about one of the clients in a program with one of the gentlemen that she's seeing and moving towards the next level of seriousness which God willing will be the engagement for this relationship. And this moves my heart so much. One, just, I think it was about a week or two ago, a past client who's no longer in the program, but she was in the program told me that now she is getting engaged. She has a date set for January. So it was super exciting talking to her and hearing that she met her guy last spring, which is about, mm, about, uh, I think maybe about 18 month mark or so joining the program. And that she met her guy and they now have a date date set for January. So super excited for her. But then for this other client who's still in coaching and I'll talk to you about that journey in a moment, but for her to say that they're starting to walk towards that, it just, it warmed my heart so much. And I have so much love for the women that I work with. Not only are they beautiful and dynamic and caring and they're just this wonderful complexity of femininity which is like the power the strong the the ambitious the all the things that like the modern woman is right while still also having that softer side that they're willing to be vulnerable with and 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 to explore. And they're so artsy and they're so nurturing and they love going out in nature and photography and cooking and baking and horseback riding and all these fabulous things, right? That is, is so enchanting about today's woman because she can be educated and ambitious and, and have these things that she's aspiring for in her career goals while also having all the things that makes her still a woman. And she's just trying to find that balance in that. And and that's what coaching helps her to do is find that balance to bring out the vulnerability, to get in touch with it, and then just allow herself to be open and share. So, so excited for her walking towards this uh, path to commitment and God willing to the path of engagement. And her journey has been a long journey. Which is why I'm just going to be praying so much for the success of it because it's been long, but not long at the same time, right? Like when you really look at it in retrospect, it's like, well, it's been, when we first met, it was the beginning of 2019. She came to me when I first, first, first launched Captivating and Courtship. And she came to me right after I was like still in the midst of, of letting go of matchmaking. So I had some matchmaking clients and then I had some coaching clients. She was one of my first coaching clients and at that time, I was only doing like six-week coaching. We worked with, with each other for that period of time, done coaching. And then she came back in 2020 and she joined the Captivating Courtship Coach coaching program in 2020. So that program is just a 12-month program, but she continued to stay in the alumni, continue to show up, continue to invest in herself uh, for an additional, it's been almost a year, I think, I think it's been almost a year. Um, Well, not quite. It's been about 18 months. Let me see. 2020, 2021, 2022. Yeah. So it's been about, it's been about two years, a little over two years. So for her to get to this point is phenomenal. It's taken her a little bit more time and that's okay. She had an avoidant pattern. She didn't have as much relationship experience, so a lot of things were new to her, and when you don't have as much experience, it's going to take you a little bit more time, versus someone who maybe has already been married, or someone that um, doesn't have an avoidant pattern, or someone who has been actively courting, even if they've never been married before, but they've been actively courting, they're going to have a little bit more experience when it comes to communication, connection, things of that sort, but I love that she never let that stop her, And that at any point in time after her 12 month period was up, she could have decided not to continue with coaching, but she continued to stay and to get coaching to be present. And it takes a lot of tenacity, a lot of resilience, a lot of commitment to yourself to allow yourself to continue to show up until you get it. And so whatever the outcome of this relationship is, doesn't really matter. I just know that I'm so optimistic and believe so strongly that like she's like it's there. And I always say I can tell now after running this program for the last two years, two and a half years, I now have a pretty strong gut to tell like who's up next. And it's becoming more and more clear to me that there's an energy. There's an energy that gets radiated. There's an energy that gets put up when a woman is fully open to receive love and she's fully open to receive that relationship. And this is what coaching is for and this is what doing the work is for because if you're very closed off and you're very closed up, you might not even realize how you're blocking and resisting love and commitment and how you're blocking and resisting your own growth. But when you have the energy of being open to receive and you do the work and you get coaching, you bring those ugly, uncomfortable thoughts to coaching, you post in the community, you ask questions on calls and you do what's required of you to get on the other side of that, there's something really beautiful waiting and you have to be willing to fully commit to it. And it just makes me feel just amazing. Every single time a client finds a partner or gets engaged or gets married, I always feel like just like a proud parent on the sideline, like, yeah, cheering them on, like, yeah, you're crossing the finish line. It's so amazing. Um, and it's just the best feeling in the world to be able to help my clients and see them through, but it takes such a strong level of vulnerability and commitment on their end that many, many are unwilling to allow themselves to partake in. So I just had to give that shout out to her. I don't want to like, like, uh, you know, single out any particular client or anything like that. Cause it feels like weird, a little weird to just like talk about one person specifically because I see it in so many clients but this was this was just the energy that I'm radiating off of that coffee chat uh in the community and it felt really good to just just see that she's so close and I and sometimes I'll whisper and let them know like "You're, you're next like it's coming it's coming just like keep going it's coming I can feel it um so yeah I just wanted to share that and if you don't know and if you are on the mailing list, then yesterday you would have gotten an email that said that CCC 2.0 is coming. Enrollment is opening. So excited. Enrollment is opening up this week, (laughs) really at the end of this week. And I'm so excited for the relaunch of CCC, of Captivating Course Your Code, the 2.0 version. I shut down enrolling women in the program in June of this year. I stopped taking women into the program so I could just focus on the women who are currently in the program, building out the relationship reset and launching that, which is a new program. Um, still kind of working out the kinks with the community and things of that sort. But I, I launched that program so that those who are in the space where they really just need to work on their patterns, getting started with courtship, like they haven't really been active or uh, they recently got out of a breakup or a relationship or they have a lot of emotional wounds to focus, a program that's solely focused on that because you have to work through that stuff first. But the Captivating Courtship Code is truly focused on the courtship to commitment process where we help you connect, court, and commit to the right, ready man. And I wanted to relaunch this program differently than how I launched it back in 2020, Woo, in the middle of the pandemic, launched this program. And I wanted to launch it differently this time. And I also wanted to make it a very small container where I can give a lot more individualized focus and attention to the women who are committing at that level. So for this program, it just requires a woman to go 100% all in. And that's been one of the challenges. And I'm going to talk about that more today when we talk about these 10 mistakes, is someone not making the decision to go all in. And kind of one foot in, one foot out, focus on the past, focus on what... And i didn't want that energy in CCC 2.0. It's like the room needs to be so big when it comes to energy that you are forced to elevate and you are forced to, to rise because it's an accelerator. The, the idea of 2.0, CCC 2.0, is to get you to take more action faster and get you to attract that relationship faster. And so I can't do that if I'm spending a lot of time on wounds, right? So that's why we have two different programs. And depending on your application, depending on Uh, The consultation helps me to determine your red flag assessment helps me determine which program you're going to be best for. So that's why it's an application process, because it's really about where you're at right now. Being really honest and sincere with that so that you can get the best use of your time. And we can work on what you need to work on right now in your love life, where you are in your love life right now, because that's what's going to expedite the growth. So with the CCC 2.0, I'm so excited about launching that. And you're going to get a lot of details about that over the next few weeks. I'm so excited about launching that because one, it's a small container. Only accepting a very small amount of women into that program in order to give that personalized attention. We're starting it off with a live event weekend in Atlanta. You're going to come to Atlanta, spend three days with me in person. We're going to go over the entire... CCC 2.0 curriculum plus lots of I have so I'm so excited about 2.0 I'm so excited about 2.0 because I have some amazing things planned for that live event weekend. It's going to be such a good I'm so excited, but we're going to do the three days here in Atlanta. You're going to spend the first three days of coaching with me. In, the, in uh, Atlanta, we're going to go over everything in the curriculum, everything that you need to know. We're going to knock it out. And the reason why I'm doing that and the reason why we have bringing everyone together, one, to create community, right? Because it's only going to be a small group of women. For the first round, I'm only taking five women. Yeah, only five women. And that's because I want to be able to work with people very intentionally and very closely over that 12-month period. So bringing the the five together in one room, letting them get to know each other, network, bond, is gonna create a higher sense of vulnerability and comfort because there's gonna be a sense of knowing each other and community, that's number one. Number two, by fast tracking and us spending those three days going through the entire curriculum, front to back, top to bottom in one weekend, that way we can get all of that work out of the way And then spend the next 12 months implementing and taking action. That eliminates so much of the mind drama, so much of the avoidance, so much of the overwhelm, because it's like, you're going to spend three days with me. You're going to get coached. We're going to go through it. Yes, you will have continued questions. Yes, you will have to keep going through it. You'll have to revisit stuff you have questions on. But there's a difference between revisiting and having to come to coaching and bring your thoughts and bring your emotions and bring yourself to coaching. That's causing any blocks or any questions that you have versus you not doing the work. So one of the things that made our clients very successful, and I noticed the difference between successful clients is that they go all in from the start. So with this new accelerator, it's helping you to go all in from day one, from as soon as we start working with each other. So you come to Atlanta, we spend three days, after the three days, that's when the 12 months start. So even though we're enrolling right now, the three months won't, I'm sorry, the 12 months won't actually start until February when we do our live event weekend. So after that, you're with us for 12 months and we work very closely together to help you to connect court and commit to the right ready man. So I'm super excited. And if you have any questions about that, send me a DM or send an email so that, um, I can make sure that you get your questions answered. You can also send in your application. Uh, you can apply at captivatingcourtship.com coaching. And I'll make sure that the link is in the show notes so that you can book your consultation. Uh, to to apply to that program. Before you do that, though, I would suggest we just started these 20-minute, one-time offer, 20-minute no-pitch calls. And I would highly suggest for you to book that 20-minute no-pitch call first before applying to coaching if we haven't already spoken with each other or if you're not a program alumni. If you're a program alumni, just feel free to reach out to me and we can have that conversation on if I think you're a good fit for the program or not. But if we haven't worked together, and if you are unfamiliar with coaching, I would say book the 20-minute the no-pitch consultation. I'll put the link in the show notes. It's just a 20-minute conversation between you and I. It's an assessment, so it helps me to get some clarity on where you are, helps you to get clarity on where you are as well, before we even start talking about working with each other. But book that 20-minute assessment. And uh, we'll have that one-time conversation and then decide, you know, and if you have any questions, you can ask questions about coaching. You don't have to ask any questions about coaching. Honestly, that's just a free 20-minute call that's available to you to book. But, uh, oh, yeah, before I forget, make sure that you also get access to the free "Break Up With Your Type Masterclass. I have released that and made that a free masterclass. So you can go to com slash breakup and get free access to the masterclass. And if you want, you can also, it'll lead you to a page that allows you to book the 20 minute no pitch call there as well. But you can get the f- access to the free masterclass. It's going to send you an email. You follow the email, click the link. It's going to send you to a Facebook group where the uh, masterclass is, post it in there for you to watch you can watch it as many times as you want you can and share the link with your girlfriends tell them to go to captivatingcourtship.com slash breakup in order to uh get access to the masterclass as well but make sure that you check that out and get clear on your patterns as well so lots of good news so many good things i'm just so eager and ready for 2023 but yes yeah, super excited Super excited about the new CCC 2.0. So like I said, we're going to be talking more about that as we're going into launch mode and into enrollment for that over the next week. So make sure that you stay tuned for that. But today, let's get into it. Let's get into it because I've been chatting for a long time. So today we're talking about 10 mistakes, 10 mistakes clients make that you want to avoid. And this applies to you if you're currently in coaching or if you're thinking about coaching, these things apply to you. And I've listed the 10 things from the time that they first book a consultation to the time that they exit the program. These are 10 mistakes that they make that I see people make along their entire journey of wanting to join coaching to exiting coaching. I'm gonna break all of this down for you And I want you to just take note and pay attention, especially if you are currently in coaching, where you may be making some of these mistakes. So let's get into it. So number one, the first mistake that clients make that you want to avoid is being on the fence and wasting unnecessary time prior to coaching. So what I mean by this is prior to working with me, prior to even booking a consultation, one mistake that a lot of women will make is allowing themselves to stay on the fence too long without making a decision that they want help in their love lives. I've met women who have said, oh, I've been listening to your podcast for three or four years, or I've been following you for the last two years, or I've listened to all your podcasts, I've watched all your videos, I read all your emails, and I've just been thinking about it for a long time. Now, don't get me wrong. I completely understand that sometimes you just have to wait for the right timing, or you have to wait until you have the money to be able to invest in coaching, right? That's one thing. But the other thing is sometimes those things are completely available to you. Like you have to make the decision that you do have the time and that this is the right time and that you're going to commit the time to doing it. And then you also have to make the decision to tell your money where to go. So if you can afford coaching, and sometimes that might mean Putting it on a credit card, or some people will even take out a small personal loan. I'm not saying you have to do that, but these are some things that people do, right? Because they really want it. Sometimes they'll have to squeeze out their budget and maybe not go on out of uh, out of town or on a broad trip this year. Maybe they can't travel overseas this year because they decided to take that couple thousand dollars and invest it into coaching and into their love life. Maybe there's a few hundred dollars a month that they actually can spare into coaching, but instead you're deciding to spend it on other things. It's just about what you're valuing and where you're telling your money to go. Your money shouldn't tell you where to go. You tell your money where to go. So if you're constantly telling yourself I can't, I can't, I can't, I want you to just sit down and make the decision to figure out how can you do it, right? It's just really as simple as that. But when you allow yourself to stay on a fence, you allow yourself to operate in a place of indecision. And when you do that, you're treating coaching and treating transformation, treating changing your love life as a reactive decision instead of making it a proactive decision. And clients who treat coaching as a reactive decision, they show up this way on the consultation. So they show up this way on a consultation where they're like, I don't know. I need to think about it. I need more information. I just wanted to be curious. And it's okay to have questions, right? It's normal and it's okay to have questions. You bring those questions, like you do all your research, you get all your information or as much information as you can to feel good about making a decision. And then you book your consultation and you ask those questions on the call. You don't need to get off of the call to listen to more podcasts to make a decision. You don't need to get your friend's permission or say, let me talk to some people and see if they think that I should do coaching because this this is your love life. This is your decision. It's not anyone else's decisions. No effect on them. When you are reactive in your decision-making, then you treat coaching like that when you're in coaching. so You're always on the fence about committing to the process, you're on the fence about asking for help, you're on the fence about doing the work, right? So you waste a lot of unnecessary time just thinking about if you should instead of making a decision to do it. Now the second part of being on the fence is not making decision that you are worth the help, you are worth being supported, you are worth the decision, and that your time is valuable and it's worth making different decisions for. So when you don't think that you're worth it, then you can tell yourself that I don't know if coaching is going to be worth it. I don't know if the investment is worth it. I don't know if it's going to be worth my time. You, those are all just decisions. So you get to decide, I'm deciding that this is worth my time. This is worth my money. This is worth my attention. And this is a problem that I want to get help with. This is a goal that I have that I need some support with. And you get to a place of being decisive about that. And you allow yourself to make decisions faster, right? And understand that when you're making decisions, you're making calculated decisions. So we're not talking about just being reckless or very risky. If you've been listening to the podcast or reading emails or watching live streams and you've just been indulging, 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 indulging in content forever, but you're not requiring yourself to make a decision about, okay, let me just put in my application and just do the consultation. Let me just make the decision to get coached or whatever that next step is for you, right? Whatever that next step is for you. But allowing yourself to sit on the fence, to go back and forth for a long time, and next thing you know, it's months goes by. A year goes by. A few years goes by. When you could have been further ahead in your love life if you just made the decision sooner. So you have to trust yourself to be able to make decisions without having to waste an enormous amount of time. And if you're struggling with this, I would be curious to know if the men that you're meeting... Also behave in the same way, that the men that you're attracting tend to waste a lot of unnecessary time thinking that they have to know you for a long period of time or that they're just not ready. And they allow themselves to operate in a gray space with you for a long time before making a decision on whether they're in or out. So pay attention to those correlations and those connections between how you show up and the type of men and energy that you're attracting back. But that's the first mistake is being on the fence and wasting unnecessary time prior to coaching. It doesn't take you six months. It doesn't have to take you a year. It doesn't have to take you three, four or five years to make a decision to get help in your love life. Getting coached should be a proactive decision. You are trying to get yourself out of the situation that you're currently in as quickly as possible. You're not trying to treat it as a reactive decision. I'm going to wait till more things go wrong before I decide to learn how to do it differently. No, you learn how to do it differently so that you can learn to do it right. And you want to avoid the pain, the frustration, the disappointment that doesn't have to happen to the death that you're experiencing it now. So that's the first mistake. Mistake number two, not being decisive and going all in. So this goes back to being on the fence, but this actually happens on the consultation. So on the consultation, and once you join coaching, you may still be operating in a place of indecision. So you haven't fully made the decision to commit. You haven't fully made the decision to commit. And this could happen on the coaching consultation when you're first thinking about joining coaching and you're like, oh, I don't know. And you kind of want to play the follow-up game. Like you want someone to convince, or me, to convince you why you should be coached or you want uh, to book a follow-up call and then you want to book another follow-up call. And I don't do multiple follow-up calls. I know I don't do that. But you'll want to, well, can I still have more time to think about it? great. Take some time to think about it. Reach out to me when you're ready. And then you'll reach out and then you'll still be on the fence. And so so like you're waiting for something to happen to give yourself permission to make a decision. So you're still waiting on the fence, right? You haven't made the decision to go all in. And so one thing that's important, and this can be an uncomfortable thing for someone to hear, if you have any type of money blocks, or if you're uncomfortable with investing in yourself, is that you, you pay at the level that you'll pay attention. When you pay, you pay attention. So sometimes it's the reason why you can continue to be indecisive is because you're not investing enough to pay attention. Now, for some people, investing and paying on a payment plan is enough to get their attention. Like when they see that deposit come out their account every month, I'm showing up to class on time, <laughs> right? But then the other thing is, I have a good majority of my clients paying full. And I'm gonna be 100% transparent with you right now. Most of the clients who have gotten married the fastest in the program are paying full clients. Now, does that mean that you have to wait until you can pay in full to? get the most success out of the program? Absolutely not. But is there a link between those who decide to go all in from day one? And the clients who do that typically, they come to the consultation already knowing that they're going to commit. They come ready to commit. They've done their research. They have a few questions that they may need to ask, and they're ready to commit and go all in. Now, that's a place of privilege to be able to pay for something in full. So I don't want you to put pressure on yourself or feel any type of judgment in that way. For you, let's say a payment plan was a couple hundred dollars a month. That might be enough for you to pay attention. But depending on how your relationship is with your finances or with investing, you may have to go a level up than what you're used to. Like, let's say, for example, if you have a car payment that's 350 and you're used to paying 350, it's not that big of a deal. You may have to invest at a higher level to for your attention to be directed. You need to feel that investment. And this is just me just speaking from someone who is on the coaching side and as someone who's on the student side, because I do pay coaches. You have to feel that investment. When you feel that investment, you pay attention. Whatever that level of investment is for you, and it's different for everyone right? So I'm not judging whether you pay in full or if you're paying a payment plan, but you need to set yourself up so that your attention is directed at going all in. And that might mean you have to stretch out of your comfort zone financially and go all in. The second part of not being decisive and going all in is understanding that you are your greatest ROI, you are the greatest return on your own investment, and that you're making calculated decisions for your future. And so because of that, you have to go all in in order to get a result. And then the third part of that is that intentions is when your intentions aren't committed to the outcome. So when you decide to join coaching and you do decide to come into the coaching community, but you don't go all in, right? So you kind of dilly-dally, you kind of dip your toes in, you aren't committed to getting a result, You aren't committed to doing the work. You aren't committed to your own growth. You're not going to ask questions. You're not going to allow yourself to be seen. You're not going to go through the curriculum. You're not going to show up to calls, right? Because you haven't fully committed and made a decision to go all in on this process. You have to be willing to make the decision to go all in from day one. You want to treat it as if this is your one shot, not saying that it is, but you have to think about it that way. I have to give it my all. I have to give it my best. I've been dilly-dallying and playing non-committal when it comes to my love life prior to joining coaching. I'm making this investment in myself to go all in and to get what I need to get from this and you make the decision to go all in. Number three is you just dip your toe in, right? This is still all of the same energy of being on the fence and not fully committing to being committed. Not fully committing to your growth, not fully committing to trusting the process, not fully committing to allowing yourself to believe that you can have the outcome that you want and that it's inevitable as long as you're doing what you're being told, as long as you're following the process. And being willing to get coached along the way. I have ran this program for years. I know what works. You have to trust me as your coach. You have to trust yourself that you've made a good decision and you have to trust the process and actually go through it. I had a good call, just pausing on number three, dipping your toe in. On today's Monday coffee chat, one of the things that was brought up was the topic of trust and trusting yourself and trusting the process. And the question was, how do I trust the process if I, if I don't have the result yet? And I said, the better question is, how do you get the result if you don't trust the process? Do you see how you're putting the end before the work? The process comes before the result. So if you're not trusting the process, if you're not following the process, if you're not committed to the process, how do you expect to get the result? I use the example of when you went to college, there was a process, right? There's a journey from your freshman year to your senior year, what you need to do to get the degree. There's a path that you have to commit to. You have to take certain classes. You have to do a certain, depending on, let's just say if you're in a medical field, you might have to do residency. Like, There's different things that's required of you that you have to do in order to get their degree. And if you divert from that path and you decide, well, I don't want to take that class. i want to take these classes instead. And well, I failed this class, so I'm not going to repeat it. Or uh, I don't really feel comfortable challenging myself with that class, so I'm just going to stay here with these classes. You're not going to get the degree. You're not doing what's required to get the outcome that you want. You have to follow the path. You have to follow the information that's provided for you. You have to trust the path that's been laid out is the path that's best for you, and you have to be willing to go through it. But when you're telling yourself that you want to do things your way or that you know best, even though you don't have proof of that, right, then how do you expect to get the result that's a result of the process? Right, the outcome is the result of the process, not the process. Not the the result is the result of the result. I don't know if that makes sense, but you can't just bypass the process and get the result. And so, I use an example of a thread that was posted where there was some communication on an app about, uh, I don't know, it was some communication on an app, and that there was frustration because the man didn't ask for her phone number and how things trickled as a result of that but I pointed out to her that she didn't follow the process that I teach in the program about how to move conversations from online to offline. There is a process that I teach in order for you to effectively move these conversations from online to offline, how to effectively build up your pool of options and get your rotation of men so that you're getting the experiences that you need faster so that you are moving through the process when you're diverting from that process because you decide you want to do it differently how can you think that you're going to get the result that you want when there's already been a path laid of this is the best practices for you so you have to be willing to do what's uncomfortable you have to be willing to follow the process if you want a result of that process it just doesn't work any other way and you can't bypass the process to get the result so let's go back to dipping the toe in number three so number three dipping a toe in is you don't go all in and dive into the curriculum you don't allow yourself to dig deep when you're You're watching the videos, but you're not doing the exercises or you're doing the exercises, but you're stopping very shallowly. You're not bringing that stuff that comes up for you when you're doing the exercises and when you're going through the videos, you're not bringing that stuff to the coaching community. Maybe you're afraid of being judged. Maybe you are shy because you feel like, well, I someone else hasn't posted this, so I don't want to post. You have to focus on your success and doing what's required. And if in a program it tells you that this is what you need to do, This is what you need to work through and you need to bring this stuff and post in the coaching community and bring this stuff to coaching calls and allow your brain to get cleaned out, allow yourself to get, to examine those thoughts and get coached on those thoughts so that you can get a different outcome. You have to commit to doing it. If you are not allowing yourself to get coached, if you're not allowing yourself to dive deep, if you're not allowing yourself to be vulnerable, you're not going to shift the patterns that you currently have. So a mistake that so many clients, not so many, I'm not going to say so many because it's not so many, but a mistake that some clients make is not allowing themselves to dive into the curriculum, to dig deep within themselves, to be brutally and uncomfortably honest and transparent with themselves, and then be vulnerable enough to bring it to coaching and to do the inner work. When you're only focused on the actions that you need to take and you just think, if I just do different actions, if I just do different actions, if I just learn different strategies and you're not doing the inner work, you're not shifting the mindset and the emotions that you feel inside that actually creates a different outcome. It all starts with your thoughts. But when you're focused solely on just the actions and the end result, you're not paying attention that the way that you're thinking, And the way that you're feeling is what's fueling the actions and the outcomes that you're receiving. And you can't do something differently with the same way of thinking that got you into the situations that you're in. All that discomfort, all that vulnerability, you need to bring that to coaching. Post that yucky stuff in the coaching community. Hey, these are the thoughts that's coming up for me. These are the feelings that I'm having. This is what I'm struggling with. I went through this situation. I'm struggling with this. I need coaching on it. Here's my question. Bring that stuff to coaching. That's what it's there for. And I'm getting frustrated as I'm talking about this because it doesn't make sense, right? That you're not allowing yourself to be seen and heard. Whether that's posting in the community, it's a judgment-free zone. No one in that program has gone through anything that you haven't gone through. Everyone is in the same program, in the same space for the same reasons. And when you allow yourself to be vulnerable, then you practice vulnerability with other women, which for many, the disconnect between you and your feminine energy is that you're not honing your feminine energy off of other women you're afraid of judgment, you're afraid of being different, you're afraid of not being liked and all these other things that you're not allowing yourself to be vulnerable. When you allow yourself to be vulnerable and you post in a community and you engage with other women's posts and you allow yourself to be seen and heard, that allows you to get comfortable with being vulnerable. That's going to trickle into your love life, into your family life, into your other relationships. But when you don't allow yourself to practice being vulnerable, and allowing yourself to be seen and heard, you're not gonna get the growth and the outcome that you want. Bring that stuff to coaching calls. Now in the relationship reset, our coaching calls are at 2 p.m. Eastern time. And Captain Man and course Your Code, the coaching calls are at a later time. So sometimes you're not able to attend live coaching calls. Perfectly understandable. Okay, you can still submit a form to get your questions asked so that you can still get coaching. You can still listen to the private podcast replays, but you can still get coached through other women, even if you cannot attend live, right? By listening to their stories and watching them get coached. But you need to allow yourself to get coached and be seen as well. That's the only way that it works. You have to be willing to go deep. You have to be willing to be uncomfortable. You have to be willing to be honest because if not, you cannot expect the result that you want. That's just not how transformation works. Number four goes back into, you see all of these are building up on one another. These mistakes that that clients make that you want to avoid, you're seeing the trends of the energy of being closed off of not being decisive, of not going all in. Number four is that you don't share and engage. So you're only in the energy of being the receiver and not the giver, which means that you're not allowing yourself to be seen. What this means is that you don't share, you don't engage, right? So you're not opening up. You're not allowing yourself to get coached. You're not posting in the community. You're not showing up to calls. You're not Asking for help. You're not raising your hand and say, Hey, I'm working through this, I'm actively working through this. I need some support. Or you're only asking for help, but you're not providing. When the beauty of it in the women in the captivating course code do this very well. I'm still trying to work on this with the women in the relationship reset because it's a newer program. And for a lot of the women, they're very new to coaching. So it's they're still getting comfortable with it. But the women in a captivating course typically do a, a much better job at this of being the giver and the receiver when it comes to community and connection, which means that they'll post in the community and they'll engage on each other's, giving each other some perspective, giving each other some support, giving each other some love. That's very important because it allows you to get into the energy of reciprocation. And this trickles into your love life. How you do one thing is how you do another. So you want to get into the energy of giving and receiving, where you're giving support and you're receiving support. In this form of reciprocity, allows you to open up your feminine energy, allows you to practice vulnerability, and allows you to step into the role of being the student and being the teacher, right? You're being the student and you're being the coach in a peer coaching environment. And when you do that, then it allows you to embody the things that you're learning and the skills and the beliefs on a deeper level. So I always suggest that you spend as much time as you possibly can engaging and supporting and posting and being very involved in a community because because that's where I see the most growth. Number five, not being coachable. So not being coachable is one of the most challenging things that some clients, one of the biggest mistakes that clients will make that really, really delays their own growth and process. And as a coach, it's really a challenge to watch someone remain in the energy of not being coachable which is part of the reason why for ccc 2.0 i've just narrowed down the amount of people the amount of women that's being accepted into the program uh getting very very selective about who i will and will not work with uh and being very clear on that now that i've been running this program for some years and had a lot of success with this program I'm now very, very clear on who is open and ready to be coached. Now, if you're not fully coachable, I would suggest for you to go into the relationship reset, build a better relationship with trust and with coaching so that you can get into that energy of receiving, which then you may in turn become ready for the Captivating Courtship Code. But you have to be in the energy of being coachable which means that you're stepping out of wounded princess energy. We talk about wounded princess energy in the relationship reset. You're stepping out of wounded princess energy, you're stepping out of the blame game where you're blaming men, you're blaming your family, you're blaming other people, you're blaming me as a coach, you're blaming the process, you're blaming everyone else for the current state of your love life and resisting coaching. So if you are offered a perspective, you're offered some coaching, you're combative and you argue back or you tell yourself, no, that won't work. No, I don't want to do that. And there's all this resistance to a proven process. There's all this resistance to doing what's required. There's all this resistance to your growth. Instead, you're more comfortable in that venting brain or the therapy brain, right? Like I love that one of the women in program talked about the difference between a therapy brain and a coaching brain, and I actually had a conversation with a good friend yesterday who wants to get married, a guy who wants to get married, and I was telling him that I think he needs coaching because he's so used to going to therapy. He's been in therapy for the past two years, and he's really, really good about talking about the past. He's really good about talking about his avoidant pattern and his wounds and all these things, which is great. Therapy is helpful to unpack, but I told him, Therapy helps you to unpack, it doesn't teach you how to fold and go, right? It teaches you how to unpack the bags, it teaches you how to get to the root, which is great, but it doesn't teach you how to fold the clothes, pack the bag, book the trip, and get to the destination and you have to make the decision to get out of unpacking mode and to get to the destination. But when you're resistant and you're in a space of blame and you're in a space of not wanting to take full ownership and accountability for your actions and for your love life and what you are doing or what you're not doing, then you're not being in an energy of being coachable. When you're not focused on working on your thoughts and your beliefs and your mindset, when it comes to yourself during this process, when it comes to the coaching process and the courtship to commitment process, and your thoughts and beliefs about men, you need to have, a, you need to reprogram how you think about yourself when it comes to your love life and your self worth and your relationship goals, how you think about the courtship to commitment process, and your thoughts and beliefs about men. These three are very, very important and vital to your success when it comes to relationships. If you have a negative outlook on men and relationships, how do you expect to attract a happy, healthy relationship? If you have a negative outlook on yourself and your worthiness, how do you expect to be able to show up in an energy that's attractive to the opposite sex, if you have a negative thought, thoughts and beliefs about going through the courtship commitment process and how much you don't like it and you can't stand meeting men and all these other things, how do you expect to enjoy the process that's going to be the energy that allows you to attract? It doesn't work like that. So making the mistake of not being coachable is gonna be one of your biggest roadblocks. You have to allow yourself to be accountable. You have to allow yourself to be uncomfortable. and You have to push yourself to fully commit, go all in and go on the other side. Number six, this goes back to not going all in. The sixth mistake is you're committed to DIY, which means you're committed to doing it yourself. So you're refusing to actually do anything differently and you're committed to the past, whether that's past experiences, past men, past results, but you're committed to the past while still telling yourself that you're doing everything that you can. And I see this sometimes in coaching where a student will convince themselves that they're following the process or convince themselves that they're doing everything that they can do and that they've tried everything and that they're putting in so much effort When really you might not realize the actual amount of effort you need to actually be putting out there in order to get the relationship that you want. You may not realize that you're actually not following protocol at all. I could tell a client, listen, these are the things that you need to focus on one, two, and three while you're getting to know this guy. And then you also need to do one, two, three, and you will stick to what you want to do and stick to what you feel is right and stick to, and then when it doesn't work out, then it's like this whole fallout, right? Or I could tell you, you need to make this amount of effort. You need to get on the, say these apps or go to these places, or I'm telling you what steps you need to take and you're refusing to do anything differently than what you've already been doing in the past, or you're refusing to commit to putting both feet into the future and just letting the past go. You're committed to doing things your way. That's such a mistake because if your way worked, then you wouldn't have made the decision to go to coaching. If your way worked, you would have already had the outcome that you wanted. So obviously there's something that you need to be doing differently. You have to be open to receiving that and you have to be committed to being supported instead of committing to doing it your way. Number seven, you treat coaching like therapy. This goes back to being coachable. Some of the mistakes that clients make is treating coaching like therapy. So you choose to just focus on talking, inventing, and it's very little action and very little intention. You just wanna talk about your problems. You just wanna talk about what you're unhappy with. You just wanna talk about the past. You just wanna talk about all the things that could go or that you think are going wrong and not focusing your brain on what's working not focusing your brain on taking action, not focusing your brain on being intentional. So you're just in an energy, in a space of unpacking, like I talked about earlier, you're just in a mindset and an energy of unpacking. You're not actually trying to move forward. You're not actually trying to take action. You're not trying to be intentional. Coaching is about following a process to get a result. It's not about just talking and venting. That's not what coaching is. Go sit on a therapy couch for that. No offense to therapy, but that's not what coaching is for. Coaching is, this is what has been proven to work. Follow this process to get this outcome. It's results driven, data backed. Number eight, you avoid discomfort. This, the eighth mistake that clients make is avoiding discomfort. Discomfort is required for growth. Being uncomfortable is what has caused the situation and the discomfort that you're already in. Sorry, being comfortable is what caused the situation and the discomfort that you're already in. You're already uncomfortable. The thing is that right now you're operating in love survival mode and you're comfortable with being uncomfortable. You may not like your love life, you may not like being single, you may not like the types of men or, or experiences that you're attracting, but it's predictable and you know what it is, so you're comfortable with that. And the idea of change and the idea of effort and the idea of the unknown that the future comes with, right, the idea of that makes you extremely uncomfortable. So you'd rather be comfortable in your own discomfort then allow yourself to be uncomfortable with the future. You might as well allow yourself to be uncomfortable in a way that will stretch you out of your current comfort zone and stretch you into the direction that you need to grow. You can be uncomfortable and stay where you are and find comfort in that, or you can be uncomfortable and grow. You get to choose. Nine. The ninth mistake that women make and students and clients of coaching make is having too many coaches. Let me just take a sip of coffee on this one. (laughs) This is a major pet peeve of mine. And one of the things that I will be cracking down on in CCC 2.0, because it has no room No room in success, no room in success when it comes to my coaching clients. Too many hands in the pot. When you have too many coaches, and I'm going to break down what that means, but when you have too many coaches for your love life, that confuses your mental and emotional state. You don't know who to listen to, you question the information that's being received, and you start just folding it all together. Too many coaches means listening to your friends who are not, are not qualified to give you relationship advice. I'm not saying your friends are bad people, but until they have proven themselves to get you a result, unless they're helping you, or your friends that are bringing a lot of negativity. They're complaining about their love lives, complaining about their husbands, complaining about their past, complaining about there's no options. That is not the energy that you need. You have to distance yourself from that if you want a particular outcome. You cannot take in those types, especially if you have the adapter pattern. And if you don't know if you have the adapter pattern or not, Go to the breakup with your type masterclass. The link is in the description and find out your pattern types. But if you have any of the pattern types, if you're in the process of trying to hit a goal, people who talk against your goal are not going to be the best people for you to surround yourself around or get advice from. You have to be willing to distance yourself. You can still love them. You can still value them. You can still have a form of relationship. But when it comes to your love life and it comes to theirs, you have to create a barrier because you're taking in those messages and that's making you feel discouraged. And it's confusing you about what you actually should do. You'll go to your friends for advice before you'll bring it to coaching. Your friends are not relationship coaches. Your friends have no proof of concept. Your friends have not successfully helped anyone. Why are you going to them before coming to your coaching community and the friends in your coaching community and coming to your coach with proven information and results? Why are you going to your friends who are not happy with their love lives? It's bogus. That's what you invested in coaching for. Your friends are not your coaches. They're your friends, but they're not your coaches. And sometimes what the best thing that you should have done was said to your friend, hey buddy, we're doing this together. Let's go all in together. So that you can get them out of that funk and you're bringing people up with you instead of letting people pull you down. Your family, your family are not relationship coaches. They love you. But if they're not actively helping you, which nine times out of 10, they haven't been, which is why you're in coaching, right? If they cannot really give you information, proven tools, proven techniques, and help to guide you through, they can still support you. They can still want the best for you, but they're not your coach. So saying, well, this is what my sister said. This is what my aunt said. This is what my brother said. This is what my mother said. They have all the opinions, but how much have they actually helped you? You can still love them, but they're not your coach. Or taking a bunch of outside advice. You're listening to a bunch of podcasts. You're listening to a bunch of different coaches. You're watching a bunch of YouTube channels. You're you're following, you're reading a bunch of different books. You're following all this different information that's clouding your judgment. You're looking for some type of validation and reassurance because you don't want to actually just trust the process, trust me as your coach, and just fully go all in. There is a clear, I can always tell when clients are getting a bunch of outside advice because they're being pulled in so many different directions that they can't be decisive and they can't go all in. And you see them just stirring in the same place over and over and over again because they have too many different people too many different messages in their head and it's causing overthinking it's causing negative thoughts it's calling it causing para- uh, analysis paralysis it's causing so much confusion that they're just not growing at the pace that they want they're not attracting the types of men and relationships they want because they're confusing their brain because they're not fully committing you don't need a bunch of advice from people who, who, who have not helped you. And you definitely don't need to invest in a program to go look for information elsewhere. Commit to the information, to the tools, to the techniques, to the coaching that has been provided for you. If you see it's working for others, it will work for you too when you decided to let it work. Number 10, and I have to get ready to jump into the relationship reset for our Monday coffee chat, but number 10, the last thing has to do with exiting the program or coming towards the end of your coaching. And that 10th mistake is putting limitations on your coaching. And this actually goes back to the study or with the client that I mentioned in the beginning of the call who has been in coaching for a few years now, past her original 12-month period. And I have, she's not the only one. I have several clients who have been in coaching for a while, who have stayed with me past their 12-month mark. And they're moving in their love life too. And they're they have a partner and all those things. And they're still in coaching. Like they're still, they're still in coaching, even with their relationship. They're still in coaching because it doesn't just stop there, right? Like you still have stuff that comes up. But the 10th mistake is putting limitations on your coaching and believing that there's a cap at which you're willing to do the work and you're willing to invest. Now, I'm not going to sit here and make it seem like coaching isn't an expensive investment. It is. It is. It's 100% an expensive investment. But just because something is expensive doesn't mean that you don't do it. It doesn't mean you don't commit to it, right? Because Traveling abroad or buying a home or buying a car or anything like that is also expensive, right? It doesn't mean that you don't do it. It doesn't mean that you don't do it. But when you have a cap on what you're willing to do or how long you're willing to get coached or how long you're willing to invest, if you have a cap on those things and you're not willing to do what's required to get the result. And that's different for everyone, right? And we have two different programs that have two different guarantees and two different promises to help you to get to that result and help you to get to that promise. But if you're only willing to, I'm only willing to give myself six months. I'm only willing to give myself a year. I'm only willing to invest to this point or this amount. You're setting yourself up and self-sabotaging your success because you're putting limitations on your own growth. You're putting limitations on what's available to you and telling yourself that you can do it on your own and that there's a belief that once you leave coaching, and it happens for some, I'll say this. There are very few who leave coaching and continue to thrive at that same rate that they were in coaching. That doesn't mean that coaching doesn't work. It means that you needed more support, that you needed the community, the environment, again with the too many coaches. You needed the community, you needed the environment, you needed the energy and the momentum to consistently clean your brain out and continue to be supported. The clients who continue to have success, like I've had clients who just mentioned a couple of weeks ago, a client says she has a date set for engagement in January. That particular client, just thinking of her, she continued to have success after leaving coaching because the type of student she was in coaching. She attended every call. She attended with camera on. She showed up asking questions. She, from the day that she joined a program, she went all in. Mind you, this is someone that I actually worked with in matchmaking What like years before I even launched this coaching program, I worked with her in matchmaking as well. So there was already a trust established there, right? And I remember her saying when she joined coaching, you know, like, why wouldn't I work with you? Like, you helped me get married before. Why wouldn't I help you? Why wouldn't I work with you, right? But the type of student that she was, she didn't make these 10 mistakes while she was in coaching. She allowed herself to be very coachable, allowed herself to go all in. When you put limitations on your coaching and you haven't gone all in, you haven't committed and you're telling yourself that you can do it on your own once you leave coaching, that you'll be fine, that you have all the information you need, the likelihood that you're going to be able to keep up the momentum is slim because you're leaving the environment that supported you, that you were still resisting fully going all in on. You have to commit to giving it your all. And that means going the distance. But when you're just looking for that instant gratification, don't get me wrong, we can help you get to the milestones. We can help speed you up. We can help accelerate your love life. But there's a certain amount of accountability and ownership that you have to come with as well. And when in your mind you're like, if it doesn't happen by this time, then I'm done, then ask yourself, are you actually committed? Because it's not about the time, it's not about the money, it's about your willingness to go all in on a goal that you have. And that's why I have so much uh, just excitement in my heart for this client that's going towards her engagement because I've been watching her commit to her growth and commit to this process for a while because her starting place was different than some other starting places. That's an important thing for you to understand too everyone's starting place is very different. Some women come into the program, they've already been married. Some women come into the program, they've already been in long-term relationships. Some women come into the program, they uh, have very positive relationships with men. Some women come to the program with no relationship experience or out of a toxic relationship or out of a toxic marriage or just all different types of situations. Everyone's starting point is very different. So depending on your starting point, you may have to go all in and commit on a different level. And that's okay. It doesn't matter. Like, it really doesn't matter in the long run, but it's so important for you to not set limitations on your preparation, okay? You do what you have to do so that you are prepared for the type of relationship and the type of partner that you want because once that chapter is closed and once you move into that next phase of your life, you're done. And no matter what, you have these skills for life. And these skills will benefit you, being a better communicator, being a better connector, being more in the energy of understanding instead of judgment, understanding how to relationship build. These skills will benefit you in your future relationship or marriage. So you want to get good at them and not put limitations on them. Because when you put limitations on it, you're only... Shortchanging yourself and the quality of relationship that you could possibly have. So I hope that these 10 mistakes have been helpful. I hope that you've learned a lot. I hope that you will take this information and apply it to the future. And all the links will be in the show notes for everything that I mentioned on this episode to help you to take those next steps, whether that's booking the 20-minute no-pitch call, the relationship assessment call, whether that's applying to CCC 2.0, joining the relationship reset, or if it's just watching the breakup with your type masterclass, the free breakup with your type masterclass. Whatever those next steps are for you, I want you to make the decision today to get off of the fence and to take the next step forward. I'll be back with another episode very shortly, but I hope that this was helpful and you have a wonderful, wonderful day.